Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Lickin' on Lending, a weekly mortgage market update providing up-to-the-minute information on interest rates, loan programs, and hot industry news relating to the mortgage industry. Brought to you by Mortgage Banking Solutions, enabling executives to take their business to the next level. To participate in today's program, our guest call-in line is 646-716-4972. And now, here is your host of Lickin' on Lending, David Lickin'. So good to be with you, everybody. Hey, tell you, you can all join me right now with where I'm at. It is spectacular. We were, I just shut off the music so you can hear me better. Uh, I am in the foothills of Washington State in the Cascade Mountain Range. It's gorgeous over here. We hiked to a glacier, 17-mile trek, round trip. And at one point, there's a two-mile stretch of that trek where you go up 2,000 feet in two miles. That's 1,000 feet feet vertical in per mile. It was brutal, but we got up this mountain gorgeous glacier lake, and it was spectacular. So greetings from Washington State, Eastern Washington specifically. Good to have you joining us. It is Monday, August 1st, 2016. Again, this podcast is created by mortgage professionals for mortgage professionals. We're the proud recipient of the Progress and Lending Innovation Award. Very happy about that. Today's hot topic is one of my favorite topics. I've got a lot of favorite topics, you could say, but this one is right up there at the top. It is uh, branding, marketing, how to get yourself marketed into the marketplace. And we have special guests out with us. We have got Pat Soroka, John Soroka, and Scott Soroka. It's the Soroka family joining us with Soroka Associates. They're, Pat and I have been friends for 30-some years. He's been instrumental in helping me at various times. Uh, throughout my career and, and branding and marketing. Uh, and I, I attribute Pat and his wisdom to a lot of branding I have. And we're going to be talking more about that. I, a lot of people say it's working because they hear about me everywhere. But um, we'll talk more about that. It's about me. It's about getting you branded and marketed well. So it's good to have you all with us again. I am really excited to have on the podcast some good friends of mine that have been around. I've known Pat Soroka, my gosh, it has been for I don't know how long, and I'm looking for Pat's number on here to make sure i got John and Scott's microphone turned on, and I've got to look for Pat here. There you are, Pat, got you. Uh, but it's good to have you guys with us. Pat, I've known you, gosh, for 30-some years, I think it is, in this industry. I've been in it for 43. I've known you a good, well over half of the time in this industry, and it's so good to have you. And then also joining us is your son, Scott. And John, both in the business with you. Good to have you, and welcome to you all. Dave, can you hear me now? Can we hear you now? Yes. yes. I just wanted to continue with the theme you had going. Hey, this is John. Thank you so much for having us on your show today. We are absolutely thrilled to be here. And by the way, good seeing you at the conference last week. It was fun. These conferences are great, especially that one. So it is good to see, or good to hear all of you. Good to see you again. Good to have all of you here with us. Well, let's get into this, and I'm going to start off with some questions to Pat, so I want to get up an update of what's going on. First of all, I'm going to say, Pat was one of the first guys, I, I met at a committee at the NBA a year back in the 80s, early 80s, mid-80s, and Pat showed up at this conference, and it had to do with uh, electronic communications, some early initiatives going on, and could go on and on and on about that, but we formed a fast friendship. I found out the wisdom he had. He has done the marketing uh, for companies like Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, the NBA. I mean, he has really been involved at the highest level 
knows this topic, Colt, and um, we have a love for fast cars and fun things to do. Uh, and I uh, really appreciate you, Pat, joining us. So tell us what's new at Soroka Brand Development. You guys have been serving our industry almost 30 years now. That is so hard. You know, you're right, um, This goes back a long time, way back into the 80s. I think we were, we were doing some work for Echo, which is part of the NBA. Yes, that Echo One Applications and Applications. Yeah, yeah Echo and Warren Dunning was there committee. at the same time. But I'll tell yeah. you, it, it's been a long time, but it seems like yesterday, but at the same time, it's been well over 30 years or right around that time. Right, but, I believe. You know, Steve, we started as a traditional agency advertising and public relations and specialized in the mortgage banking industry way back in the mid-late 80s. And then what we did here, oh, roughly about 10, 12 years ago, to assist our clients with differentiating their brand and positioning themselves separately, uniquely in the marketplace, we became certified in brand development. However, in recent history now, our industry has changed dramatically with social media, digital commanding the largest role of how our clients are communicating with their prospects and customers. In fact, my son, John, he co-chairs the Mortgage Technology and Marketing Committee for the California MBA, which is gaining national recognition for their efforts in leading the way in respect to innovative ways and reaching all types of target audiences. Well, that's one of the reasons we're excited to talk to you all. And so, John, what are some of those innovations that, are, uh, that we can have? In social media, everything's going electronic. Can't wait to hear about some of these innovations. Tell us about it. Yeah, absolutely. And by the way, Dad, thank you for the plug. The committee appreciates it. <laughs> yeah, we're doing some really great things with the committee, Dave. And, you know, look, the thing is that the pace of change in how we as a society communicate, make decisions, and evaluate options has really been dramatic. And now mobile is considered the first screen and desktop the second. And not long ago, it was exactly the reverse. So the buyer yeah. path, the key here thing, the key thing is that the buyer path has really changed. And yet again, uh, a lot of marketing people in the industry aren't devoting the time or the resources to figure out what this means to them and their communication strategies. So we take a very proactive role in bringing this to the fore and you know really making it front and center for our clients and proactively managing it in their strategies. So that's one side of what's new with us. The other side, another thing that's really driven change at Soroka is, well, people's expectations of brands and how they communicate with them and interact with them, it's changed dramatically. And this is primarily driven by millennials and technology, and they expect so much more of brands than ever before. They want them to really mean something, uh, mean more than profits. They want them to really stand for something. So how do you meet that expectation, John? Well, you know, as my dad alluded to, it's it's positioning. You know, how brands uh, position themselves, find their positioning, and answer that big question, why should I do business with you instead of one of your competitors? And uh, the key to our success has been really in our adaptability to these changes and our ability to really educate our clients, our prospects, and even the industry as a whole. And I'm going to do a quick plug over here for it, but as a co-chair of the Mortgage Technology and Marketing Committee at the California MBA, I play a very direct role in the education side. We cover topics like we've covered big data, we've covered millennials, we've covered, you know, buyer paths, and next up uh, we're going to be covering uh, mobile marketing as well. I encourage all of your listeners to check us out, watch for our webinars, contact me, and I'll make sure that you get the alerts. I can't wait to 
to hear more about this. I want to be paying attention to this. So what are some of the things that you're all looking at? You guys track all this stuff. What are the things that are really capturing, capturing your attention? Well, you know, look, marketing and communications has become uh, very complex, much more complex than it ever was. And it's all rooted in the buyer path and how it's changed since the Internet went public back in 95. And we've been studying these trends all along. As a result, we've become uh, much more than a marketing and PR communications company. We have, we have to really be uh, deeper than that to be of real value to our clients. And we really strive very hard for that. So we need to uncover the very core, strike at the core of the companies that we work with, at the very reason why they exist, and then build it out from there. The core of a company is their why. So we need to get to that why and then build the brand foundation. It's like pouring the foundation to a house so that you have something, so that you can put up the studs. That's where you're, you know, so that you can, uh, where all the communication strategies can firmly stand. So we need to ensure that their communications activities resonate and ultimately drive sales or originations. And that requires a totally, completely different skill set and mindset than for marketing or PR activities. You have to get beyond service, competitive rates, technology, speed, and the like. All of those are very important, Dave, but they're all expected. So what do you stand for as a company and, you know, why do you exist? You have to get beyond the obvious, and that's especially important to the millennial generation. That's really, these millennials, that is so important. It's a key point that you bring out. Pat, can you tell me a little bit about our listeners just what the difference is between marketing and brand development? I think that needs to be really clearly delineated in people's minds. Oh, sure. Of course, Dave. You know, brand development, what that really is, is a process. And it's a process of unearthing what is the uniqueness of a brand and differentiating it from its competitors uh, with the goal of really establishing why a person or a company should do business with that brand as opposed to any of the competitors. Whereas marketing, on the other hand, that is the external representation of that brand once it's established via traditional advertising, public relations, and now social media channels as well. And uh, i got a whole bunch of questions I'd like to dive into that, but I want to get over to Scott. And we haven't had you on yet, Scott, yeah. so I want to get here from you. But, you know, how do you go about this brand development process? You're kind of like the, I mean, you guys are all experts. The firm is an expert at this, but let me get your take on that. Sure, it's great to be here, Dave. Well, the process of developing a brand really involves digging really deep into the heart and soul of the company so that we can really gain an understanding of its reason for existence and its purpose and why the ownership and leadership team believes that the business will succeed, especially in an industry that is so incredibly competitive, uh, such as the mortgage industry. So the process is really about asking the right questions and drilling deeper and deeper so that we can really emerge with unique selling points that truly are unique and ones that borrowers, customers, and brokers find to be both relevant and both uh, as well as meaningful, and enough so uh, that it will influence the desired purpose decision. Well, you know, when you're looking at that, don't many companies think they already have their UPS or USP? We have, again, what's yeah. USP? Repeat that to me. I'm reading, I'm reading some notes here, and I go, I abbreviated sure. that. What's USP again? Unique, Unique. selling proposition. Okay. So, so you know, a lot of companies think they already have it. 
So, yeah, many do, absolutely. However, here's the problem. Is that when I go to Mr. or Mrs. CEO and I say, okay, what's your USP? What makes you unique? More often than not, I get those generic responses like great service, we have awesome technology and great programs, experienced people, <laughs> or these other characteristics that nearly every other mortgage company, as you all know, brags about. So these really are not unique selling points. They patients. And none of them are really strong enough to influence a uh, desired behavior. So what we're really specifically looking for is an answer to two questions. Number one is, why should borrowers want to obtain home financing through your company versus all the other options available to them? And number two is, why should those producers want to work for your company versus so many others? So the goal is to help them find their uniqueness and their tiebreaker, those things that really stand out, making their competitors so much less relevant. So how do you differentiate between one company and another? Well, just like no two people are alike, no two companies are alike. We can think that to culture. And it's really, again, about asking the right questions and having a different dialogue or conversation. And what we do, Dave, is we open the eyes of the leadership team to things and perspectives they may have never thought about before or considered that would really make or could really make their brand unique and desirable to those right audiences. So when we facilitate that discussion, we keep our eyes and ears open not only for what is being said, but also for what is not being said. But in the end, we always emerge with a brand of substance and significance. God, that's fascinating. Let's go back to you, Pat. So how does this relate to marketing and PR? Well, Dave, what it really does, it makes the marketing and public relations so much more effective because it markets the central core of why a company exists and why prospects should choose their company over any of their competitors. It provides for consistency in the marketing messages. They don't need to be creating a new marketing campaign every month or every quarter. They simply need to align their newest promotional effort with their core brand message. And that ensures that each marketing campaign reinforces the previous campaign and presents a consistent image for the company to the public that it really serves. For example, if you take it out of the mortgage industry for a moment and you looked at three car brands, let's say you looked at Jeep. I think that anybody listening to you, to you today would understand that a Jeep implies ruggedness. You can tow a boat with it. Right. You can go off-roading. You can do that type of thing. If you think of Ferrari, you think of speed. You think of driving excitement, whole different type of vehicle. <laughs> and a third might be a Dodge Caravan. could be great for family vacations and transporting children to different sporting events. But all three of those are unique brands with unique purposes and people understand that. Well, our goal basically is that when we work with a mortgage company to establish that can create that brand. So that is the precise and unique from their competitors, much like those three automobile brands had, have done, if you will. And it's really fascinating. Uh, John, let's uh, get back to you. So what are other ways marketing has changed over the years? You guys have been at this for a long, probably know them better to give us uh, that perspective. And everybody's talking about millennials. I really want to zero in on that, the buzzword. And what are you doing differently to reach this new millennial generation? Dave, that's a great question. You know what, as I mentioned earlier, uh, the complexity 
of the sales and marketing process is really at an all-time high. And like I said, started with the Internet going live in 95, yet the skill and knowledge level of many marketing departments, uh, you know, especially in the, in the mortgage industry, they just haven't kept pace. So the thing that's changed is, again, the buyer path. And it's much more complex today than it ever used to be. It used to be very linear, where as you move down what, what's known as the purchase funnel, everybody's probably heard of the purchase funnel. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. It's been in existence since like the late like 1800s. And uh, you narrow your options very quickly and, you know, settling eventually on the winning company that's going to get your business. But today, um, you really have to reimagine the whole path. The process is much less linear, and the path looks much more like a loop than a funnel. And this is largely because of how people interact with and conduct research on the Internet. Too many marketers still think in terms of a buyer funnel and try to force fit the funnel, which doesn't take into account people's various you know, emotions, states of mind, and things like that as they investigate and learn online, and then their opportunities, uh, you know, their, their uh, choices expand and contract depending on how they, you know, learn and how they moved on that path. That's really interesting. It's almost like a new paradigm. Share with us some more. I'd like to get some more insights into this. This is fascinating. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so really in order to win in this new paradigm, as you said, you have to meet people where they are online with the right content at the right time that helps them move down their individual decision paths. And the word individual is very important because everybody, you know, does it their own way. And, uh, you know, as for reaching millennials, um, the second part of your question, I get asked that question a lot. You know, and there's two sides to this, Dave. There's, uh, for example, retail lenders, for example, they want to attract millennial home buyers, okay, to do business with them. That's clear. It's well documented in the industry. And they also want to hire millennials, like many other companies. So there's a recruitment side to this whole thing as well. So as far as attracting them to want to do business with you, this is where the brand plays a very important role and is why we place so much emphasis on developing corporate brands, especially that foundation uh, upon which all the technical strategies can be built and executed in a consistent fashion with consistent messaging that you know establishes that unique persona uh, for that company with a purpose that reaches deeper. Uh, from a digital side, it really comes down to understanding how buyers make decisions and the decision pathway they use and how you can meet their needs with the right content presented at the right time as they move down that path. You know, content meaning videos, blogs, you know, ebooks or what have you. Uh, we also work to ensure that once they hit your site, and this is very important, once they actually hit your website, the experience, the, what we call, it's abbreviated CX, customer experience. The customer experience has to be very smooth. And then from the recruitment standpoint, you know, Scott works with companies to help them establish uh, their internal cultures to reinforce the brand. For millennials, you know, culture is so important, and we recognize that as a company, and that's why we have, you know, this uh, program we created. It's called BEST, B-E-S-T, which stands for Brand Enculturation Strategy. And we understand that millennials... Enculturation. I like like that word, enculturation. That's good. (laughs) 
you know what? And that's uh, actually <laughs> uh, one of one of uh, my uh, clients actually pointed that out to us, or to be clients anyway. And they're actually using that word, and they were wondering if that's a real word, and they looked it up. <laughs> but it's a great <laughs> word. <laughs> and uh, you, know, you know what you have to understand is that millennials look for, and it, what millennials look for, and that they don't. You know, they don't stick around at the same company uh, for very long anymore. Yeah. Companies need to adjust to that new normal. This is uh, changing much more of the way companies interact with their prospects as well as their customers, I would assume, and uh, with with their own employees that are shifting in and out, isn't it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And that's why it's so important to be aware of these uh, new contemporary marketing tools and how to really employ and deploy them. That's fascinating. So it sounds like you are really getting into figuring this out. I'm sure everyone's trying to figure it out because it's all fairly new to us. Uh, Can clients measure the success of progress they're making? Uh, Absolutely. And, and Dave, measurement is really important to us. Uh, People really expect it. Uh, and uh, so we we have plenty of things that we can measure along with surveys and software to measure them. For example, in mobile, let's look at that. Um, some key analytics would include active page dwell, viewability, interaction rate, among others. Uh, one of the challenges marketers face is that many are still measuring the success of campaigns using uh, using standard desktop KPIs. Uh, or key right. performance indicators like shares and likes, when most people do all of their research on mobile and then they make decisions on desktop, you know, their purchases. So why, so why aren't they, you know, looking at these other measurement tools? You have to measure mobile because we're in a mobile-first environment. And then right. – Yeah, exactly. And then there's also attribution modeling, where you determine what touch points along a buyer's path are most important and should therefore be given more weight in campaigns. And so many companies still think in terms of the last, uh, what's called the last interaction model, which assigns 100% credit to the final touch point before a sale occurs, which is entirely incorrect because it's a series of decisions that get them there. Make sense? Yeah, that that, that does. And there's some things that are involved internally and externally. I'd love to get a little more perspective on that. And then looking at the clock, we got to wrap this up. Man, that's a fascinating topic, though. Hey, Dave, this is Scott again. Uh, yeah, I, we're a huge believer that if, if you don't measure it, you can't manage it. Um, and brand is really 100% internal. When we look at the metrics that really make a difference and an impact in any organization, um, you're looking at things like employee morale and engagement, their level of productivity, um, innovation is very relevant within the mortgage industry, and of course, the ability to attract and retain top-producing employees and loan officers. Externally, we also look at measuring the level of brand awareness uh, and its uniqueness. And once people understand the uniqueness of the brand, uh, is relevant, is it credible? And once we establish that, we graduate onto brand preference, uh, delivery, and then you have things such as uh, brand advocacy. So there's a lot of metrics that we take into consideration when we engage to make sure that we move in the right direction with our clients. Really interesting stuff. As we wrap this up, Pat, what are the three greatest benefits your clients find from going through this process or anyone would find going through this process? 
Well, actually, in, first of all, Dave, when a company understands its brand and its values and its reason for existence, it really provides a renewed enthusiasm and clarity for everybody within the company, within the organization. And everybody is then on the same page and they speak the same language about the company. The company culture is then centered around the same pivot point of who the company is, where they are going, what they want to accomplish, how they want to be perceived, and what they want to accomplish. And everybody understands where the, where the company is going. And secondly, the investment in marketing and PR and social media becomes so much more valuable and so much stronger. The messaging is the same, and the reason someone should do business with a company becomes really clear and very precise, and the brand therefore creates momentum. Third, the decision-making becomes so much easier. Everybody from the CEO to the middle managers to the new hires all preach from the same book, if you will. And actually, Dave, there are really four. And the fourth is that the brand becomes so focused that it's easier to sell and easier for business partners, realtors, and other referrers to tell that brand story because of its consistent messaging. That's fascinating information. For people that want to talk to you guys more about this, get more direct knowledge, Pat, what's the best way for people to connect with you, John, and Scott? Best way to do it is just uh, give us a call uh, or email us. You can just simply email me at pat, P-A-T, at Soroka, S-E-R-O-K-A dot com, or give any one of us a call at 262-523-3740. Are you- and that's the best way to do it. Absolutely. Or you can yeah. email me, John. You can either email any one of us, Pat, Scott, or John. It's all our first names, at Soroka.com. You bet. Great way to put it. Excellent. Thanks so much, guys, for joining in. Love this topic. Love this. I, I could, I've got a million questions. We could spin off of this whole discussion just today. But I encourage people to get a hold of you guys. You're excellent at what you do. You're good friends. And I've, I've never referred you to anybody that they haven't been ecstatic with your services. So uh, good job today. and appreciate you coming on. Folks, it's been great having the Soroka and Associates team with us. Uh, to today's broadcast, I encourage you to get a hold of them, download this podcast, listen to it, and share it with others. We have got next week, we're going to be doing the podcast. Whoa, didn't mean to do that. Sorry about that. We are uh, going to be broadcasting live from the Michigan Mortgage Lenders Conference in Traverse City. Uh, be looking forward to that event. I'll be up there with Alice in Pure Michigan. Beautiful opportunity to just get together and fellowship. And looking forward to having you there. So good to have you with us. Next week, again, we'll have as our special guest Robert uh, England. We're going to be talking about more about millennials, marketing millennials, what do you need to know about millennials. Really diving into that topic. There's a great article in the latest mortgage banking magazine, and we're pulling off of that and then going off of that, launching off of that into how you can recruit, interact more effectively. It'll be really a good topic. So good to have you all with us. We appreciate you. Greetings again from eastern Washington and the foothills of the Cascade Ranges. It's beautiful here, and I hope you are enjoying your summer wherever you're at. Have a great week, everybody. Look forward to seeing you back here next week. This has been Lincoln on Lending, a weekly mortgage market update with your host, David Lincoln of Mortgage Banking Solutions, enabling executives to take their business to the next level. Today's guests were Joe Farr from MBS Line, Andy Shell of Mortgage Banking Solutions, and Alice Alvey, President CMB of Mortgage U. Come by next week, and thank you for listening.